0: Good evening, now every time I come to think about Mondays, Day, uh, I kind of find myself in the room because there seems to be some sort of unspoken, unexplainable mystery that I've noticed gets attached to summer. the summer. The older students uh, of our youth study, as we come together and try to uh, travel the study, i not noticed that there's a genuine desire to really find out what this might be. to so understand most of words and what the root for us, why are things happening the way they're doing? And there's some of the problems that came to the head at the thing. I think there's a genuine desire to understand for the people who provide the people who live in today's world what it all I means for us. And the reason it's surprising is because I need to learn to love the great mystery. Uh, one of my favorite series is animators, specifically, Ronaldo SD. Um, and I, I know I can't be known when I love this series because three expanding fees about a million features at this point. I and mean, it is dangerous because if you're putting over by direction and you come across an episode of one order, it's it, there's not only just one main episode, it's like a seventeen hour marathon And if you're not careful we'll spend hours just watching one order. But the main reason I love this is Because as I'm watching an episode, I want to be the one to solve this mystery. You know, I want to figure out what the evidence points to. Put the clues together and I want to find the truth. And I think for and speaking, mysteries are pretty popular in many forms of entertainment. You know, mystery movies, mystery novels. But even in our everyday life, I think there are a number of mysteries that we experience. And in uh, common day to day life, I think mystery plays a pretty good role. For example, I've been a mystery in history, my personal life And that mystery is being someone who is in a new in a committed relationship. And what about that causes literally everyone to just assume that I think I know the answer to why this is going on, grew up and convince that my girlfriend does, has gone and talked with people behind my back, and convinced them to turn up the process. To me, it seems like the only logical answer. For example, last year I had a family Christmas party. Uh, we had a number of relatives it. Uh, that was in the 70s as well, and then my aunt walked in, and the first thing she said in front of everyone to me was, "Congratulations." I'm so glad you guys finally got engaged. The only problem is we have not in fact finally got engaged. A similar situation happens at this place uh, last year following this service in uh, Monday day this year of You see I've seen that in the image of the covenant and we kind of looked at what Jesus meant night when he said this covenant is in my blood and how a lot of this message is very similar to this central engineer's wedding at all do I think to at the it took a little bit of a little bit of and little a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of to little bit a little bit of a to bit of the little bit of a little bit of a little and of a little bit of a little bit of a and only percent of the trust data are more valuable than it said that were going to be case. And unfortunately, we didn't stop there. Um, a few months later, uh, we had a staff meeting, and we were having our uh, weekly staff meeting. We always have a Bible study before a staff meeting. Randomly, for some understandable reason, Brenda came to me, and in front of everyone looks at goes, how can you got engaged yet? we I mean, were supposed to be having a Bible study on the Beatitudes, and I got a 20-minute lecture about how blessed they're to It's a mystery, I'll never understand. But there are certainly serious aspects that can be found in the Bible too. I and mean, a scene tonight how a spectacle of mystery attached the it. here. So every yeah, hundred like it will become a custom here for my political church. So this night should be a youth-level history. Year-to-year year, I've been blessed to be in a position to witness uh, how unions can work together and as we come together and mainly what uh, the message of the other family so will do. So if you've been coming to this service to test several years, you'd be familiar with not only this, but we try to build this service around on one particular team or ITX. Imagine this time in Swiftbrook and the late two morning things that are going to the events that we focus on this evening. In the past, uh, some of the themes we we're, the, the were focusing on over the next covenant. We've also looked at light and darkness, um, discipleship, as well as prayer, amongst a few others. And this year, our theme is righteousness. Now, in the Bible, righteousness itself can be sort of a mystery. Righteousness is one of those creepy words we you're often in many Bible studies, and when we read in scripture. But I think it's a way to stop and think about what that word actually means to focus on what it really represents. And I think it's even more stories you that we, need, uh, we need to look at it as a biblical similar concepts. I think we can discover tonight what this word means if we focus in on one specific character from the Bible. Now this character is interesting in that most people have never heard of it. In fact, the one the one word that most biblical scholars use to describe this character is that is a mystery. So to solve this mystery, as a metaphor of we must look at all the evidence that is available to us. He appears in only three passages in our scripture: an Old Testament book, a book of Psalms, and the New Testament book of Hebrews. However, as a hopeless piece, he does carry some very high significance. The change is introduced in the book of Genesis, chapter 14. And just some background of what's going on in Genesis 14 at this point: Abraham, who spoke so of Abraham, is returning from this battle, where he was able to defeat an enemy who had taken his nephew, Lot, Tetris. When he defeats his enemy in the battle, he then Lot, his nephew, and he's now returning from the battle. And it's at this point where we are introduced to the faith that is going to focus on this, meaning Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek is identified as the King of Storms and a priest of God in the past. And what Melchizedek says is he goes on to give Abram this blessing and he, does, he gives him this blessing in the name of God and his God, and he then thanks God for delivering his victory to Abram. But before he actually blesses Abram, he has a celebration with him. And the celebration comes in the form of a meal. This meal includes only two items, bread and wine. After the meal and blessing, Abram gives 10% of all the spoils of his victory to make and the reason the Bible includes this and it's important to look at it is because it tells us that Abram sees my Tigerdok as the highest spiritual being in the Bible. The second time our Tigerdok appears in scripture it comes in Psalm 110, which is one of our scriptures we tonight. Now, Psalm 110 is a very important psalm in the Bible. It has the distinction of being quoted or referred to more times in the New Testament than any other passage, chapter, text, or psalm in all of the Old Testament. So this psalm be recorded in times by New Testament writers and any other text that's come in the Testament. Psalm 110 is also completely about the coming Messiah. And it's in this very important psalm that the Mount Melchizedek is mentioned again. In reference to the coming Messiah, Psalm 170 verse 4 says that the Messiah will be a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So a note in these passage that Melchizedek and the Messiah are linked. It has some sort of connection to each other. The final passage where we have on Melchizedek is from the book of Hebrews. And it's from this passage where we get to know some of, some of the characteristics of Melchizedek. In this passage, we learn that Melchizedek is someone who has no record of when his life began or ended. But people actually recognize him as someone who had no beginning but always was. He was again referred to as the King of Salem. But there's one thing to know about the city of Salem is that and the name of the film becomes known as the City of Jerusalem, commonly pronounced Jerusalem. And the King of Jerusalem is recognized as being a king of peace. Now, the last bit of evidence we have in my exhibit is what the name my exhibit actually means. Now, name meaning and scripture is pretty important. Oftentimes, it can tell us things we need to know about the character, but it also tells us how that tells us something see the overall narrative of the Bible. And Archipelago's name literally translates to King of Righteousness. So we see literally all the evidence the this King Melchizedek, who is also a priest. His priesthood includes justice. His name means righteousness. He offers a meal to Abraham of God and wine as a celebration of a victory that so was delivered by God. Thousands of years later, another meal would take place. This meal would be given by another king, and it would take place in the city of Jerusalem. The meal was made up entirely of bread and wine, and this meal would also be a celebration. The followers of this king wanted to be disciples. The king meal season would be celebrating the holy holiday of Passover, but in fact, they were celebrating the victory that was delivered by God a victory which also included the defeat of an enemy and a people that were being, people that were captured and would be seen. All of Jesus' words, all were his asking like about this celebration, they were all pointing to, they were all talking about a victory that hadn't happened that was about the to send At this meeting, the first place became when I figure that, Jesus offered the story of blood and But there's something very really interesting that happens in Genesis, there's no more connection to be made with the Lord's Emperor. In the very much passage in the scripture in Genesis, after the time of Abram, we get the account of one of the more widely known promises that God gives to Abram. When God promises Abram that his descendants to be as numerous as the child. And it's a promise that Abram needed to be reminded of so the time and time again throughout the book of Genesis. For various reasons, uh, a few years by. Abram and his wife promised about things he needs from God to and God would again come to Abram and remind him of the promise that he needs for us. If a word stop is Jesus makes it very clear what this is all about. He makes it clear what his words not to do because he says a phrase, and it's the only thing that they sell is tell you that Jesus actually repeats. And he says, it, he says it twice, and it's the phrase, do this in, remember of me. Mrs. Abrams needed to be reminded of God's promise. He just wanted all who followed him to remember this moment and to remember what it represents. And it's important to you, I think, to come along. But before he used a suggest, he ordered his chorus to get to, to do the a command. Jesus used saying, "You these new new leaders to be reminded of this." Now that might seem weird or a but, but actually, it wasn't the only command Jesus gave us as a son, you know, the next commandment comes from John chapter 13, verse 34, which says, "For now I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. So since I have loved you, you should love each other. The two command, you will give us this evening as to remember and forward. Specifically, to remember his love and then give it to others. And I think this is the answer to the mystery of what righteousness is means. You. you. see, the common link between what I can do is that in both these events in the Bible, God is attempting to reveal Himself to us. Him. He wants us to know Him and His character personally. Time and in time again throughout Scripture, God is attempting to reveal Himself to His people. He never meant to be a mystery to us. And the way in which He reveals Himself on this evening, he Table, His Memorial Supper, is found in the bread and the wine. When Jesus us taste of bread, He says it represents His body and is going, going to be broken, and he's doing this for you. When he thinks the wine, he says, This is my blood, and it represents what I am going to do for you. Jesus wants us to remember forever what it is that he's doing. And what it is that he is doing is, is he is giving us his righteousness and taking of sinfulness. And he commands that we remember forever that his righteousness is greater and more powerful than our brokenness. And I hear I this a lot when I uh, work with students, and I've experienced it myself. And I think it's because we have this human condition where we so often listen for voices that we from God because we're not worthy of this office, that we've done too much, that we too many things out, that we've stayed too far. I wish that somehow God knew how we really were, he'd be disappointed. So notice how all those lives are all about us. I want us to focus on what it is that we've done. But so what Jesus says about this, and what He really wants us to remember about this week, about this week is that it's all about Him. It's all about Jesus, not us. Don't focus. Don't focus on what we've done. Focus on what He has done for us. The righteousness is defined as the quality of being justified, and the King of righteousness offers that quality to you. It's not something within you; you can't achieve it. You only receive it when you place all of your trust in the true universe of Jesus Christ. When Jesus says, Jesus, in remembrance of me, he means to remember that he is taking his your place. He means the way of must remember. He means exactly he is in your way. he wants you to know him. I think it up some time with him, God doesn't want to know him on a personal level. And tonight, God wants you to know him on a personal level. That's what the thing is all about. He wants to reveal himself to you personally. He wants you to know that his righteousness is sustainable for you. In a few moments, as you go into the time of communion, I challenge you to remember what God said he's going to do. Remember to look for how God is revealing himself to you tonight. invited to come to the table and find your true identity when you look for it in the queue of